0: salam everyone, welcome to the Abwan Chronicles podcast, a podcast hosted by five black Muslim women, Ekran Istahil Sahra Umul Khair, and your girl Hafsa living her best life out in self-imposed exile in London, UK. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. On this episode, we're talking all things winter blues, aka seasonal depression, the resulting self- self-care, self and whether capitalism has ruined it for us. Joining you today is your host, Istahel and Hafsa, and our returning guest, Abdullahi. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Good to be back, good to be back.
0: Yeah, the last time you were on the episode was like almost a year ago now, or was it during COVID, the beginning of COVID season? I cannot even remember, it's been that long.
1: I, I, it's been a while, like it's been a very long year. I feel like the beginning of this year counts as its own year.
0: It was a decades episode, so like it was the beginning. Yeah, with Najeeb, right? Yeah, it was the beginning of the year. Wait, no, didn't, it-, it wasn't a decades episode, it was the money episode. No, money was first. Yeah, absolutely, your memory. Money was worst. first. Oh, damn, damn, yeah. don't judge me, don't judge me.
1: Pretty
0: sure it was me, like Estahil, and uh, Najib. Yes,
1: and ha- and Ikran as well. And Ikran, yeah,
0: yeah. So like, you could actually remember. Like, this year was so long. I literally couldn't tell whether that was in the beginning of the year or halfway through the. Year. I mean, it feels long, but also like this. Like, twenty twenty one is in what twenty days? That's crazy. If that, yeah
1: oh now, now that you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, <laughs> no, like, it's almost December, the mid- middle of December, and, like, we're here. Our new year is starting soon. It's kind of wild. I'm not gonna lie. I just can't wait. But wait, isn't it so weird, guys, that it feels like it's winter, but technically we're not even in winter? Like, w- winter starts on December 22nd? No, guys. Listen, okay? We live in Canada. Our winter started in September. Okay? <laughs> so i don't know about this whole december date timing uh, it's always like that it gets freezing cold in november and like december does like winter doesn't even start until december 22nd and by then you feel like you're halfway through the, the time period already like it doesn't it doesn't compute that the end of january is technically the middle of winter it doesn't compute do you think it's because of climate change and like at one point that was when it started snowing probably because if you remember like growing up Mm. winter breaks like winter break was like when like the snow was like knee high and we're all going tobogganing and sledding and shit and ice skating yeah and now you can do that in october yeah Uh. (laughs) oh my god guys i broke i broke do you know what i did i'm actually so embarrassed i am right now in my bedroom staring at a floor length puffer jacket what are you gonna do where are you gonna wear that <laughs> i don't know do you remember how i'd always make fun of people in the uk who wear um like nor- n- what is it called not north face canada goose uh, this big ass puffer jacket I'm like you guys don't even have snow you're walking around in rain with puffer jackets what's the logic <laughs> ha 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 you guys are losers. and here's me buying a freaking floor length one i'm not even joking it's not even it's not even to the thighs it's not to the knees it's floor length you're doing it for style. Just be honest with yourself.
1: Yeah, just let's just say that you're doing it for fashion.
0: Honestly, okay, I wasn't. I genuinely was like, I need something to keep me warm in the winter. I need a, a real winter coat. And I was like, I want a puffer one. I knew exactly what I wanted. I didn't necessarily want a floor-length one, but I wanted a long one. And then I saw this one in Zara, and I fell in love. <laughs> so you bought it for fashion. Just be honest.
1: Just for fashion.
0: No, I'm literally saying... <laughs> Okay, maybe, maybe. You <laughs> gotta, gotta be honest. Do you guys think that this winter is warmer though? Like it's warmer. Like when I go went outside the other day, it was like not even winter. It felt like fall.
1: Um, I feel like uh the weather, especially where where I'm at right now, it's very like it's like bipolar. Like one day it's pretty warm, the next day it's pretty cold. Like we had snow two days ago, and probably the next morning it w- it melted because I think we had like plus three degree weather so it's it's still in the bipolar phase for us which is longer than normal right now i don't know
0: yeah i don't know i was just thinking like like could it be because not many people are going out or you know like using their cars or stuff did that actually affect the weather because when i was out because i live in edmonton and it really does turn into winter like we don't have bipolar weather in december it's like straight winter freezing weather negative 40 type december and january so like I went out earlier this week and it was so warm that I was actually shocked. I'm like, is this actually Edmonton? But... I don't know. I think every, a lot of people are talking about how the weather is different where they're at this global year. Global warming. Global warming. <laughs> yeah, and people are not believing in this virus. Do you think they're ever going to believe in global warming? I, yeah, I think people do believe in global warming. Like, there's a huge shift now. It's not like it was 20 years ago. I mean, imagine, like, Al Gore was running for uh, president now as opposed to, what was it, 1999, 2000? He still wouldn't win. He probably would have won in a landslide. No, he would have not. <laughs> people, look at the last president. He, he would not have won. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: it's just not realistic anyway yeah all we
1: can do is pray for those people
0: and they're going through it but uh yeah i don't know about you guys like i really hate i genuinely and truly hate to the point that like sometimes i'm in tears about how the f- i come i go to work it's dark i come back home it's dark and it's not like i go to work like i come back from work like at a ridiculous time i come back like my my job finishes at 4 p.m i'm home by 4 30 And it's middle outside. Like, what the hell? We're having this call right now. It's like around four p.m. and it went dark at three, guys. Three, three p.m.
1: Dark, dark at three?
0: (laughs) Yes, it was dark. It's Alberta, fam. I live in Alberta. Listen, three o'clock. It was dark night. And when does when
1: does the sun rise? Like, don't tell me like eight a.m. I
0: I haven't checked the sunrise. Seven thirty ish. Seven thirty is around. Oh my god. So funny is we're acting so surprised about this, but this is a conversation we have every single year. Every year. This happens. Every year, it's the same shit. The only time it wasn't like this is when we were back in the Emirates and, like, time was relatively consistent. No need for um, daylight savings. None of that shit. Like, you know... I curse the man who invented daylight saving. Why? It makes sense, though. Like, it gives you more daylight hours. I get it. Like, if if you're really affected by the seasons... Like, we're talking about seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder, if that's actually what what it's called. But we're talking about that. And the truth of it is, if we can get more daylight hours... That's better than like freaking going out all, out all the time and it's freaking dark. Listen, okay. I, I, you know what? I, I was actually Googling the guy who invented it and they talk about like Alexander Granville or whatever. But then they say the actual guy was this Australian guy who was a nerd who was collecting bugs. And so he's like, I need more time to collect my <laughs> bugs. So that's he, he the reason why oh we have daylight saving. You're joking. <laughs> I need a name. I hate him. I don't know. I forgot oh his my name. God. But yeah, that's what happened. Anyway, regardless. I don't care what the motive was, but it's still like, it sucks that three o'clock is, is nighttime. It just met, what do you call it? Messes with my brain and the whole, like the rest of the year, I have regular timing and I grew up, like you said, in the Middle East where people had regular timings and it's just not realistic for me to believe three o'clock equal night. Yeah. I mean, you cherish the summer that much more, but knowing what's to come, like what do they say about August? August is a Sunday of the months. Um, That's when, you know, the heartbreak sets in. But, um, I don't know. I think, like, because of all this, A, because of, you know, the, the, the fact that we barely have any sunlight, B, because it's winter and all our skin is cracking, I don't know, guys. Out of nowhere, I developed this, I don't know if it's an allergic reaction, I don't know if it's adult onset eczema, but my skin... Is suffering. (laughs) Crocodile skin. I don't even know what it is. It's not even my hands, fam. Like, around my eyes. I was so shook. I'm like, I literally was like, am I dying? (laughs) I called up my doctor in the middle of the night. I was like, I I called the emergency uh, general practitioner, emergency family doctor. I'm like, yo, I don't know what the fuck's happening with my eyeballs, but I don't want my, you know, eyelids to fall off. And, like, he literally just quickly prescribed me a a cream and I had to go run and grab it but I don't like winter is not it it's just you know what it is the winter blues or whatever people I don't think people acknowledge the fact that it's so long like how can you just say winter blues for something that for like for example in Alberta it's half the year you're telling me people have seasonal depression for half the year and you expect them to be normal like it's just not realistic I think people just adapt fam like people in the UK you know like they've to be honest it's seasonal depression all year round like I'm just adapting to it now like now I've kind of you know gotten used to it but i remember when i first came here and summertime it's like they have one week of of like hot heat and sun and the rest of the year it's like freaking gloom and doom and rain and they've adapted they're happy with it they're comfortable with it like you know there's that like you know um weird sarcastic british humor thing going for them but they i don't they don't think they have a problem with it they're they're more than happy to be here so I think it's just something you get used to. No. You know what? You know, like when they people talk about like coping with it and then like having um you know that light that weird um uh what's it called?
1: The light therapy?
0: Yes, light therapy, they're like have light therapy I bought. Does that, that, that. work? Um nope. That does not work. okay? Oh
1: damn, damn!
0: I had it on my bedside. Like my sister gave it to me. I had it on my bedside, and I'm just like, this is just warm light. My brain is too smart to fall for this. It's not happening. <laughs> you can you guys change your light bulbs? No, we like in our room is a bright light, but all around our house is warm lights. It does absolutely nothing. It just makes you feel like you're in like some kind of cage. You know, like you know, plant the animals. How you put those lights for animals? That's how it feels like. Like I feel like a turtle. You know what's so funny is that like they always say like use the the what is it the natural daylight bulbs which are actually so white, and I genuinely hate them. They feel like fluorescent light bulbs. I prefer the warmer ones mm-hmm. in my home. Yeah even though technically the other ones are supposed to help like feel like natural sunlight and all that but it doesn't it's it feels artificial it doesn't feel real it's not real like i don't care what anyone says i know it, it might help someone in a very severe like someone who's going through real severe depression that has no source of sunlight fine but like that's literally the bare minimum like that's survival mode and like right now uh, like i can go out they're like oh go out for one hour in the sun i've seen people talking about how oh you know if you have seasonal depression just go out and sit in the sun for a little bit it's It's cold outside. Okay, well, people, what the fuck? What do they not understand? It's cold outside. You know, I saw this lady, she made a thread, and she's like, I heard people don't go outside because it's cold. So let me tell you how to protect yourself from the cold. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand? I don't want to experience winter, period. I'm in denial.
1: And COVID, us being inside makes it a lot worse, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, anything that we could have used to distract ourselves, whether it be like events or going to see some friends, all those privileges are gone
0: wallahi wallahi the people are talking about how there's like a pandemic i can't even say pandemic. panoramic uh, a panoramic (laughs) depression going on and it's true because it's like first of all you're cut off from the world and then you have on top of that the winter seasonal depression and then on top of that people this is the holidays is when people get to do a lot of stuff as well like new year's and like the christmas holidays is when people do so much active stuff that make up for the rest of the the winter they can't even do that and it's like so it's like everything is compounded this year so how do you cope what are you guys doing the light bulbs aren't working for you what's the solution travel the only my only solution every year was traveling you know the past two years i went to sunny countries like we went to cuba in 2018 right and then i went to arizona last year and i just realized how much that helped me so like you can't even do that so this year we're coping by surviving by living period i don't know what are you guys doing (laughs) honestly I just do the things that I would like to do in the summer ideally so for me like everything for me to is a distraction do you know what I mean like that's how I feel better I find things to distract myself okay and that often is like reading shows reading more than anything to be quite honest because when I read I get really engrossed into whatever I'm reading whereas television it kind of just lays everything out for you so I literally will stay in bed and read, like, on my days off. I'm not even going to joke. Like, I have things to do. The back burner, you know? they're gonna My, my job is going to suffer. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to
1: read. <laughs>
0: Wallahi night. It's like, literally, like, you know how in the summer, like, when you have, like, a rainy day and it's warm and you wake up on a Saturday morning? Like, you kind of just want to snuggle up in bed and read? I'm trying to recreate that feeling every day. For me,
1: normally what I do is, normally, like, de- December is, like, Disney season for me. So it's the same thing as uh, what um, Hafsa said. It's normally just watching things that, like, you just dive into things and find new things, especially, like, if it's hobbies or anything like that. So, I personally haven't picked up new hobbies, apart from, like, uh, maybe journaling, which is weird. I've picked picked that up since COVID, but... Uh, normally just diving into tv shows new series there's always something new on netflix so
0: do you guys feel like because ever since this panoramic started we've been trying to do new things that you've run out of new things to do like when (laughs) (laughs) like honestly you guys don't understand how many hobbies i've picked up like i this week i made a bunch of earrings because i'm like you know what i'm gonna make earrings now like at this point i've tried everything and it's like you know, I'm starting to... Like Hafsa, you know, you're talking about reading. You know how much books I've read during this year? Like, I think I read o- oh, upwards I know. of 100 books. I saw your recommendation. Yes, oh, yeah, okay. I so I read upwards of 100 <laughs> books. And like, now I'm reading shitty books just to give them bad ratings. And I've become a reviewer. Like, a legit reviewer. So it's like, every every season... And I know that, what do you call it? Like, you could always watch stuff and read stuff. But then don't you guys get tired of that? Don't you get bored? I can't even, if I'm being honest, I can't even do um, new things because my attention span is so short. Like, genuinely and truly. Like, if I, I literally have to stop myself from buying, like, little art kits and all that stuff. Because I know I'll do it one day. Maybe not even the whole day. Maybe I'll just open the kit do one, two swipes and I'm done. Like, I'll never do it again. Yeah. I I, I get a, what did I do last time? I got like a 10,000 piece puzzle. I'm like, you know, what? I'm good. I'm going to finish this puzzle. I got through like three pieces. I was done. My attention span <laughs> is non existent I'm like super. Oh my God. You I have thing. to be challenged. Like, someone has to actually do it with you, like a competition. Then you do it.
1: Yeah. Hold their account. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then I do it. Yeah. Because uh, accountability and also competition. I love competition. But yeah. other than that, not fam. I can't, I don't know, journaling, writing, all that stuff. Like some of the, even things that do interest me, I just can't, I just can't stick with it, fam. I'm gonna throw it to the side. The thing is, I feel like, oh okay so ever since you every time you go online you see that term self-care like doing stuff to do self-care and all the stuff you mentioned fall under what people like to call self-care like oh i've been drawing i've been taking pictures i've been you know that kind of stuff but sometimes i feel like it there's so much pressure to do self-care and i feel like that's why a lot of people end up like have So you were saying like getting a puzzle because they're like oh doing a puzzle is self-care and then you buy it you're like nah this is not what i thought it was like i feel like there's this movement or this way of you know like packaging uh the self-care brand that it's kind of it's stressing me out that it's something people expect you to do
1: i feel like that whole narrative of self-care is being pushed especially right now uh, during covid it's so many things because people are obviously noticing that they need help and uh, i feel like that's that's what the i'd say uh, the capitalist uh society that we do live in they notice that and they obviously want to capitalize on that so it's anything to do with self-care. Oh, this is self-care. Oh, this, is, this will help you. You see all these, like, uh, oils and candles, like, going mm-hmm. crazy. Like, yeah. uh, prices are increasing. Like, it's, un- un- like, unreasonable that the same time last year... The, the prices for these things were not the same as what they are right now.
0: It feels like a gimmick. I'm not going to lie. Like, it literally feels like a gimmick sometimes because just like Sam said, like, a lot of it has to do with consumerism and buying these things. So you take care of yourself or like those luxury, you know, the one thing that I actually looked at and I was like, eh, this is a little weird. Like, I think it was called... um let black girls do luxury or something to do something to do with like spending excessive amounts of money and all I could think of was like how is that self-care because (laughs) you're literally like encouraging people to spend excessive amounts of money which especially if you're talking about younger people a lot of them can't afford and they'll end up being in debt and it's the whole like oh you know live in the now be selfish do your thing you know what I mean and I'm just like. Do your thing for who? Because it doesn't sound like you're doing it and I'm doing it in my own best interest. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's funny because I literally... I went on a, uh, like, I was looking, researching self-care, like, when it started and stuff, and did you guys know it actually started as, like, a coping mechanism for people who were institutionalized? Like, it started as, like, taking walks or, you know, writing about their date. That's how self-care started, and now it's evolved into this, like you were saying, buying candles, luxury candles, like, spending $60 for a candle that you're gonna burn in, like, what if you're being frugal with it a month, and, like, buying bath bombs and these kind of stuff, like, luxury Spa, having spa stuff, like I go on these um, what do you call it? These makeup sites or whatever, and I'm so sick and tired of the term self care because every single brand they'll sell a freaking lip balm and call it self care, and I'm like, you're just brainwashing people or th- taking pe- like, uh, advantage of people's weaknesses and their like, you know, the state of their mental health to make them buy stuff. Like that's what they're doing, and it's so like every time I look at that, I get angry, and I'm like, I'm never buying a lip balm again. How about that? <laughs> it's it's literally crazy what's what's happening and you know what it is i went on a forb website uh, and a forb article and it said how to start a self-care brand during covid I'm like, are you not disgusted? Are you not disgusted for writing that? That's actually embarrassing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I think it's really important to take a step back and, you know, review your mental state and see how you're doing and take steps to, you know, stabilize and, you know, calm yourself and take care of yourself. That all obviously makes sense. But it doesn't, it feels like it's a, I don't want to say a movement. It feels like a, like I said before, a gimmick. It feels like a phase. It's just a term that people are throwing around these days. I mean, I don't, I don't understand really where a lot of it is coming from. I mean, it's, it's all about like, I don't know. It's, it just feels a little sus. And like, I, I mean, I'm always thinking about ways to like prioritize myself um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, take care of myself so I don't burn out or I don't like get overly stressed or anything like that, but I don't know, like that concept of I need to buy, you know, this book, or I need to go on this retreat, or I need to buy this candle in order to get that. It doesn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. To feel better about yourself, you need to spend, you know, like spend exorbitant amount of money on products that you're not gonna even. That's not gonna last forever. It's gonna. It's like momentary relief even though i'm I'm okay with momentary lip like if you feel better at, you know putting on a candle there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like when you spend so much money on a company that tells you that they're trying to help you but all they're doing is getting money from you it's just so like in the end of the day you might feel guilty when you find out something about that company like i feel like this is like a, a cycle that happens all the time like company taking advantage of people's mental health um it's sad, but that's how it is right now. There are ways for if you're going through a high-stress situation and you're really anxious and, and you know, you're going through a lot. There are, like, techniques that a lot of therapists teach um, to help ground yourself. They're called stabilization and grounding techniques and stuff like that. And they do include, um, of course, you know, senses, using your senses, like your sense of smell, your sense of taste, your sense of touch, you know, candles, um, you know, yarn, <clears throat> cooking, um, perfumes, all of these things. But never, ever do they say you need to go out and buy these things. It's always like find the things in your home, you know, that you already have, that you enjoy, that, you know, bring, bring, give you a pos like remind you of a positive memory or, you know, they never, ever say you need to go buy this product or you need to go do this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. It just all feels very exploitative. Yeah, like some of the best things I heard about self-care is like simple things like taking a shower in the morning and like using your f- favorite shampoo or doing your bed in the, like at night, changing your sheets and sleeping with like clean clothes, that kind of stuff. You know, like that gives you instant relief. And that's something that you feel happy about yourself. Also, like to me, when I read those, I'm like these are really nice so It's obvious. It's like mm-hmm. something you're like, oh, this is pretty obvious. It's something that everyone does. But like when you think of it, it's actually like you're taking care of yourself during those moments. Like you're doing stuff for yourself, whether that's go- being clean or whether that's reading something or writing something, you know, like simple things like that.
1: Uh, for me personally, I noticed that when whenever, like when it comes to self-care, it's normally like structure to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like having things that I want to do. So let's just say, I have this time, like, I have a lot on my mind. I just go on a walk or I, if in this situation is too cold, you go on a drive. And, like, having things that, hey, you know, if, if you're feeling a certain way, this is what I should be doing and having those things ready j- just in case when it does happen, you know what to do.
0: Oh, I like the idea. Like, if you, if you write, sometimes you can't pick up stuff at, on the spot, but if you write down all the things you like to do and then, you know, pick something to do, and then once you do something for a lot of you know a long time it becomes a habit you kind of think of it i like that Mm -hmm. idea
1: yeah this is exactly what i do
0: yeah i like that idea a lot do you know though some of the things like so i'm on tiktok a lot and i'm just like scrolling through my for you page all the time and then you see these people who have like self-care sunday self-care saturday whatever day it may be and it looks like they friggin spend the entire day doing things and I'm like, don't y'all ever just want to sit down and, and do, do nothing? nothing? Is that not part of it? Well, I had this one girl, like, her shower routine. I was just like, yo, like, am I doing it wrong? Like, what? Like, the amount of steps that it took. Like, you know the Korean uh 10-step beauty yes, um skincare, skincare routine? It was like that. But, like, 20 steps and for her body. I was just like, yo. Subhanakha, <laughs> ya'adheem. <laughs> if i moisturize i'm happy you know if i'm being honest those videos stress me out like they stress. That like hell I, no i used to enjoy watching that because i'm like oh this is nice like f- watching facials or stuff but now when i watch people do self-care routines and they show you what they do during their whole day i feel stressed because i'm like i'm sitting here watching this video not taking care of myself so now i have like even more stress and maybe i should be doing this kind of thing
1: i don't know 100 it's like if it makes you feel like yo what am i doing with my life like look at these people like trying to live their best lives and I'm just out here so dots and just <laughs> running around like having like or oh, just waking up going back to sleep and that's pretty much it. And then these people have like whole days dedicated. And it's like, bro, I can't I don't really Yeah. Like, what what should I be doing?
0: <laughs> well that's how I feel. I come out of it like that, yeah. Yeah, it really does feel like so much pressure because like I know, like I have friends, for instance, and they're like, oh, we want to go and do, don't get me wrong, I love spa days, but they'll be like, oh, we want to go and do like a self-care spa uh, weekend and we'll like go and do it like maybe every month or every, I don't want to do that every month. I, If I'm being honest, like I'm happy to go and get like a 30 minute like sh- shoulder massage, but I don't want to spend a whole two days going from this thing to that session, to that session, to that session. It's just missions and a half. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's what I mean by that whole like people pressurizing you to do self care. Like it's become the norm that everyone thinks they should be doing that many things during the day to take care of their mental health. And it's weird because it's like you know, it's at the end of the day, it is a capitalistic thing because they start out with stuff that like if I watch a YouTube video and I see oh I'm doing my spa day. It doesn't. It's not just spa day. They go get their nails done, their hair done, everything done, and they they're spending the. They go to a restaurant that day. How much money they spent is wild and doing it because they're advertising these services but you think this is a normal person's regular day also aren't you exhausted at the end like for me if it's like if I'm thinking when I think self-care Sunday I'm thinking by the end of the day I'm rejuvenated I have the, all the energy in the world like I could do like things I'm, I'm ready for the next day you know what I mean but if like I'm jumping from this to that I'm going to be tired by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, What's the point of that? I don't understand it. It's not even good exhaustion because you're not out here doing sports. You're not out here going to, like, doing roller coasters and stuff. You're relaxing and getting tired.
1: What was the reason? Exactly. The whole point of relaxing is I'm not supposed to be doing anything. But imagine exerting effort in order to relax myself. I feel like that's a whole... It's like a... It's a contradiction. Like, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be feeling that I mean, it works, it so works for some
0: people. I'm it works dead. for some people, Sab. Like, for some people, they're able to, you know, do tasks, and that kind of relaxes them and calms them and everything. Like, some people, you know, scrubbing out the whole house is what you know, gives them peace of mind. And I understand that, you know, like, everybody has their own way. So I don't want to say that doing a spa day or, like, going to the salon is the wrong way to do it. It's just that it's pushed as the only way to do it. And I don't. I don't like that it's for me personally I'm too lazy to enjoy myself after that like you know yeah sometimes setting up for stuff or organizing stuff at just to you know like what is it called delayed gratification sometimes it works but <laughs> like for me delayed gratification is not self-care it's just that it's just me working to enjoy something later onwards it does not bring me joy to that extent you know but to each their own so what are like some like little things that we can all do or what ha- are little things that you guys have applied to your lives to take care of yourselves like, especially. Mentally- Spring, like you know, winter season, yeah, mentally, physically. Like, what do you do? If I say what I really do, it's so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it.
1: <laughs> She's like, I shouldn't be telling this to people.
0: Literally, it's so toxic. Like, we we're, were talking about all the problematic self care stuff, and it's true. Like, I am one of those people. The thing is, usually, wallahi, like, I'm gonna be honest, like, have to mention reading, but reading, shopping, like. You know, when I was a teenager and I watched that movie Shopaholic, I never, to this day, I don't understand why that was toxic. What's wrong with being yourself? You mean oh? confessions of a shopaholic? <laughs> yes. Girl, the bitch is in debt.
1: So you do retail therapy.
0: Yes, I am very much. The thing is, I don't buy a lot of stuff. But wallahi, I don't know something about buying something online. It gives me, you know, it g- makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't know what it is, wallahi. But retail therapy does work for me. And I guess reading, and I do a lot of art stuff too, like, you know, like doing my resin art. Like that for me, it is putting in effort and stuff, but the whole process is, is enjoyable for me. Like I know a lot of people like to exercise and a lot of people like to bake, but for me, that's what I do. What about you, Abdullah?
1: Well, for me, basically, I do anything and everything to distract myself, as Hafsa said. So if it's either like, drowning myself in tv shows and like movies and stuff like that because nostalgia is one of those things that you know i'm i always uh fall victim to so well as i said disney december for me always it doesn't matter covid no covid december like during the break i'm watching disney movies nonstop and um any other thing like um that i can distract myself until we get to i'd say warmer weathers i i I will do i will not hold back it's normally i I don't know if you noticed but for me personally i am normally open to trying new things during depression season because (laughs) it's like hey i'm just trying to like you know get my mind off this depression so anything to like drown myself like um right now it's like um quote unquote like uh reading uh uh, I think my new thing is like reading political books. So that's that's what I do right now, personally.
0: Mm. Yeah. But do you guys feel like um, if you do it with someone else, it's still self-care or it's not self-care anymore? Depends on your personality, right? Some people like to do stuff with other people. Me, no. Please don't enter my ocean. Don't enter my space. <laughs> like I don't want to read with someone else or do any of my artwork or anything that my that has to do with self-care with someone else. For me. That's
1: how it is. I feel like yeah. I feel like it changes from self-care when there's an expectation on there. Yes. And and the whole point of the self-care is I do it at my own pace and when I want to. So it's really hard to do with someone else. Unless you guys are like you know, vibing to the T, like, then that's different, right? Yeah. But, uh, but for me personally, as Estet has said, hell no. (laughs) I want to, this week, I want to read, like, one book, and then next week, I only want to read one page. So, I'm going to do it at my own pace, and I'm going to do it when I want to, how I want to, yeah. and just enjoy my own time. This is
0: why book clubs are not self care. It's a commitment. <laughs> it's a i <zero, laughs> I'm not doing it because I, it's I, homework. I, it's like the minute, like exactly like uh, Abdullah said, the minute it becomes like you have to worry about somebody else's, you know, um, their feelings or how they or how fast they want to move along, or it, when it starts to feel like homework, that's the minute it gets canceled. And the whole purpose of self care, it's like it's supposed to be selfish. It's supposed to be about you. And when you're with someone else, it's not about you anymore it's about the two of you so I want to I, I don't want to have to worry about and like no matter how close you are with somebody whether it's your sibling whether it's your parent whether it's your best friend whether it's your partner you have to be in tune to their needs and what they want and like I don't want to have to think about it it's like for example wanting to go to museums so I love museums and for me that's a that's a that's a, a type of self-care for me like spending a day in like my favorite museum and if I go there and I feel like and I go with a friend and I feel like they want, oh, I want to see this exhibition or I, I want to leave at this time or, oh, why, why are we still here? I don't want to see that um that person speak or whatnot. I get so frustrated and I'm like, it feels like, you know, what, and I'm automatically like, I'm like, you know what, fine. Because we both came here together, like, I'll do my bit, get what I wanted and then get out. I feel rushed and I hate that so much. Listen, you're talking about museums. If I'm going to a spa with someone, it's not self-care for me. It's an event. We're going out. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not I'm... it is an event because you still have to socialize literally no and well, that's not that. i don't know i mean i guess like I'm, I'm i understand like maybe some extroverted people find that to be okay yeah i mean i thought i think I'm, I'm i'm kind of extroverted but you know alone time and meantime is very very important yeah it doesn't have to be every every time every minute every day with other people you know that's the whole point of trying to recalibrate calibrate your mental health I do not want anyone messing with me right now. Like, truly, I don't want no conversation, nothing, nothing. Like, during if I'm doing true self-care, it's, like, me working on myself, independent of everyone else. Yeah, I think that's something I have to get used to, saying no to people, because, like, I'll have time off, and then somebody be like, oh, let's hang out. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I'd really not want, like, like to spend, you know, I'd like to spend some time on my own and not do anything or not plan anything. Mm -hmm. But it always happens, like... Even on a weekend, like, I never ever have a whole weekend where I, like, don't do anything. I'm talking about outside of lockdown, of course. But I'll never have, like, a full weekend where, like, I do absolutely nothing. It's always one of those days that I have to do something with, like, other friends or family or whatever. And it's just... You're it's great. but At the same time, yeah, exactly. It could be very overwhelming. Very, very overwhelming. I can't relate. I really cannot relate. I'm, I, I don't <laughs> want to do something. I literally say, it. I'm not doing it.
1: You know, this one thing that I like for COVID now, like, you can literally say, I'm not coming. And yeah. no one will ask you any questions anymore. Like, you can say, hey, I am no longer coming or I don't feel comfortable coming. And that's it. It's, that, it that, that's it all you need.
0: That's the long no long one No one asks
1: long. why. The no more comes anything.
0: around. Even the vaccine, you think? Listen, listen, okay. The next two, three years this is my excuse because it's a legitimate excuse. Come fight me, like. <laughs> yeah, because it will take it will take at least two years to get everybody vaccinated. Yeah. So no. one thing about COVID is also, but I feel like a lot of people think that you're online all the time and you're you're basically really accessible. I think that's like the downside of that. Even though you can say no, but it's like you're saying no so many times. Do you guys think um, traveling is self care? I don't know, COVID reminded me of this, the fact that we can't go anywhere. Traveling?
1: Uh, 100%. Yeah. It
0: but is. like traveling on your own or traveling with people? On your own. Have you done that? Yeah, I've traveled by myself. Like you've gone somewhere by yourself, stayed in a hotel by yourself, done everything by... Oh, you have. Yeah, you I'm know you I'm, I'm like, this <laughs> memory is shit.
1: <laughs> I've never done that, so I, I don't know. I recommend but, it. Um Yeah. We'll see. It. We'll see. It. I'm still upset Definitely. that my one
0: trip, my first big trip, was canceled. To we didn't know how so. We had no clue. <laughs> I, I know I said it a million times, but I'm still upset.
1: <laughs> I want to hear it again. Uh, where were you supposed to? I go? I was supposed to go
0: to Australia back in like um, end of March, beginning of April for like um, two and a half weeks, all by myself. Well, I'm so I, excited. I'm so sorry for you. I'm sorry. Maybe you could do, but Australia is doing better, so maybe you can go and like. Now I'm not feeling Australia. I really want to do um, East Africa. If I'm going to do Ooh. like two, three weeks. I think Abdullah, um, like, I went to East Africa, right? Because I remember you said that.
1: Yeah, I went to, I went to Kenya last year in the summer. It was, it's really nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I traveled around East Africa. It was really good. You you can never go wrong with that. And I feel like the people, the connection, everything, it, it's a lot better. Good vibes.
0: thing is though, like, please don't attack me for this. But it's like 50%, that's a lie. More like 30% would be me, would be me engrossing myself in the culture. And the remaining seventy percent would be me at a resort. I don't even care. Like I'm being honest. Capitalism, who? I like you know. Colonialism, what? Like take me to that tree house that Queen Elizabeth stayed in in Kenya. Or oh whatever, really? Because that's the shit that but I want. But will your will your relatives let you? What relatives? You I don't. don't have, I don't have. Um, I only have relatives in um, in uh, Somalia. Somalia. I don't have relatives in the rest. Look of, at that. Um, okay, then you win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But even then, I'd still do it. I don't even care. Watch me. I'll say (laughs) hi to them, like, one day. You're going to wear your, uh, what is it called? Wild Thornberry's hat, and you're going to wear Yes! (laughs) I really, I just want to go on the Savannah... In a van with she white people, white. you know, one she of us, oh, one white. of them leaves the doors unlocked so that, like, you know, one of the lionesses can come in and you... snatch one of us, running away from rhinoceros. Rhinoceros, what is it? rhinoceri, Oh my god! Rhinoceroses? I don't know what the plural of rhinoceroses. I want to live that experience, fam. I want so to, to be like, um,
1: what? yes, oh. oh is oh that my god. is that
0: not the best form of self care to I be love- white? <laughs> Let's be honest well, with I, ourselves. Well, I think, I
1: think it's overly romanticized. I don't think, I don't think you want that. I'm not going to lie to you. It, can I tell you a little story?
0: Tell me, tell me. Tell me the story. Can I today.
1: tell you a little story? So when I went to Kenya this year, I actually... Not this year, sorry. Last year. Wow. I want to delete this year out of my head so bad. So I went to Kenya last year, and I used to live in Kenya before, but this time it was different because I actually went as a like a tourist. I didn't go to live there, you know how when you live, when you're going there to live there, you're no longer, you're like a resident, you're no you're not a tourist, you're not, like, so I actually got to do the things, the touristy stuff, so I went to the national park, Musaimara, so what happened was, I think the first night, we stayed in, like, a tent-ish looking thing, and then, there was, like, this big notice on, like, um on the, like, the, on, behind the door, like, it was, like, hey, you know, we have leopards here, by the way, that come inside the encampment. If you do see a leopard, don't be scared. Um, don't run away. Don't show fear. It's a nice and shy creature, but it also can kill you. What? So I, I did not sleep that whole night. I did not sleep the whole night. And then the next day, I asked to be moved into, like, a little bit more secure.
0: Now you love <laughs> it. Sec- wait, wait. Abdullahi. wait. I'm so confused. Can you not, like... Mm-hmm. Was it a tent? Can you not zip the tent it, close?
1: It, it was like a tent-ish to some degree. We're talking about but a leopard. It's it's it, it, it's a leopard. Are you crazy?
0: I don't get it. Well, I, all I'm thinking about is Tarzan and like the way that wasn't a leopard or whatever that like sh- like shredded the house, got in, yes. killed Tarzan's parents. Anyways, um, but wait, 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 like, isn't there a way to secure your sleeping location so that animals can't get in? And plus, if I like, I said, I said self care. I'm not staying in a tent.
1: Please. You said you're staying in a treehouse. Leopards climb. Yeah,
0: but like, no, not like um. She wants. She's not listen, like a like a like a security. fancy treehouse. You want security with guns all around your area, don't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> like when I say a treehouse, I literally mean a house, a physical house in a tree, oh, a resort building in a tree. I don't mean just... no tent. They must because Queen Elizabeth stayed in one of those on the <laughs> crown, so it must be real.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, she, and she went. She went to Kenya in like what the fifties.
0: I mean, please. There must be those colonial. Um, I'm staying where the white people stayed. There must be some of those colonial. You're, you buildings. know, you're gonna stay in that one with the giraffe, the giraffe that yeah. comes in and says good morning in the balcony.
1: Word. Oh.
0: And specifically in the balcony, they cannot enter the home. Please. Honestly, or the building or the resort, whatever. Animals in general is just not realistic. But I, I feel like this is a little, <laughs> I feel like. That contained animals, like contained. This. Or you, or you. Um, not anim- not necessarily animals contained. I like the idea of being like kind of like in a bubble, and like seeing the animals in their natural habitat. That's what I want. Jurassic Park style, Jurassic World style. VR exists. No 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 no. I I need to see it. I anyways, this is just my fantasy.
1: And <laughs> inshallah, all happens. It happens. When I go
0: to East Africa, I'm doing it. Watch.
1: <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Inshallah, Inshallah, Inshallah. You said
0: that. Don't jinx yourself twice in a row.
1: Just in Inshallah, she got it. Don't worry, Inshallah. East Africa,
0: 2021. All right, guys. So we've come to the part of the show. The show show where we answer um, some of your questions. So we've got a few Curious Cat questions and we're going to go through them um, with Hajdullahi. So the first one is, as a Somali guy, I wanted to know whether you believe the accusations of fraud and deceit made against Dr. Umar Johnson to be true. And also how you feel about the glorification of the apartheid ethno-supremacist Abyssinian-Ethiopian empirical state in your popular and popular Pan-African discourse. Thank you, Your Majesties. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you, Your Majesties. (laughs)
0: Oh my oh, I'm, god. Crying out tears. I'm actually crying tears i swear <laughs> to god um you know i have to lie i'm gonna turn this uh to you because um i'm no anthropology major i don't know what the hell okay i do know a bit of what he's talking about but i'm not knowledgeable enough to answer this, I this is, isn't this dr emma's talking points i'm so confused <laughs> is this him is he trying to vet oh. us
1: I'm not going to lie to you. Can you repeat the last part? I I, I okay, was just laughing parts. when I heard the beginning, and I just <laughs> I stopped there's I two know parts, the first part. Two parts. He, mm-hmm. Do you believe? So apparently, there's I didn't even know about this. There's let's answer the first one and two together. So let's start with one. What was the first? Okay,
0: part? so the first one was: Do you guys believe the the accusations of fraud and deceit that were made against Doctor. Omar Johnson?
1: No. Are you crazy? The oh. white man does whatever he can in order to split up black people. There is no way any accusations made against Dr. Umar are true. It's I can lies. tell you that.
0: It's all, it's life. all he lies. Has he has
1: receipts. All, it's, it's all done by the white man, just to let you know. Divide and conquer <laughs> is its strategy. Been doing that, always been doing that. We'll never stop doing that, just to let you know. So we're team Dr. Omar Johnson, basically. Oh, 100%. We're okay. team pan-Africanist. Huh? We, we, we will always do what's in the best interest of Africa.
0: Oh, and the African peoples. Um, then that, goes, that ties into the second part. <laughs> How do you feel about the glorification of the apartheid, ethno-supremist, Abyssinian-Ethiopian empirical state in popular pan-African discourse? Actually, you know when you break it down, this question isn't too. Uh, it's funny, but okay, continue. It's all the slashes uh, that get you. Uh, yeah, well, why? there's too many slashes and too many. Uh, anyways, but like uh, basically, how um, when everybody talks about Pan Africa, they really glorify, um, Abyssinia slash Ethiopia. What's that about? Um. Well, they were never colonized. Isn't that what it is? Like that's what it is, and
1: also and also like um, it's it's the. Everyone is from Africa, type of, uh, I'd say, thing, and how Abyssinia is was one of the best or one of the most. Con- I don't want to say they were conquerors, but they're like one they of were the best. Con- they were conquerors. They though. were conquerors too, but they were also like one of the best nations in the world at some point, right? And everyone used to look up to them. So it's like this romanticizing of, oh, you know, we're from there, type of thing.
0: I'm we're from there. We were never conquered. Or
1: that's before. or that or or queens that's our people. Queens.
0: It reminds yeah. me of yeah. black president. Black conquerors. It reminds me of let's open black prisons. But anyways. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> alright, so I hope that answers that question. Um Thank you, subject. To whoever sent in the question, you know, if you if you need more, send us a follow up. Question number two. This one has okay, alright. <coughs> I don't know if I could read this one. Bismillahmarim. I got into an argument with some black friends of West African descent. And they insulted me and called me a product of Arab rape. They said all Somalis were born out of wedlock and that our women are only beautiful because of our mixed genes. That no homogenous people can look that beautiful. They said Somali guys are tall and skinny <laughs> because the Arabs left us their camels to walk and stretch out our legs but didn't give us their nice fattening food, hence why we are all skiddy and tall. My oh heart my is truly crushed. My pupils dilated in disbelief. I am utterly flabbergasted by those statements. What can I say in response tomorrow? And am I still an N-word? I just wanna I just wanna say they did not say N-word, they typed out the full word with the hard ER at the end. I just wanna tell this person to go into writing because you have a long career as an author ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just quit this easy and just start writing because i cried when i read this i'm like this is a work of fiction that's so amazing just start writing oh my god honestly and truly wallahi like this is actual comedy i love it i really do love it um and i can see this dilemma going through someone's head you know like if someone tells you we we've all heard comments all the times you know like you guys aren't real y'all are some weird morph between peoples y'all look like weirdos um, you know, Somali genes are weak, you know. And then on inside, you know, there's an internal monologue that sounds very similar to what this person has written. You know, they, they've really, you know, they've put it down to paper really well. And to be honest, I don't know what you can say, buddy. I don't know if you're still at N-word, to be quite frank with you. I question myself every single day. This is a hard one to answer. I'm dead. <laughs> Do you guys have anything to add? Listen, what is it called? Existential crisis is normal and you're normal, it's fine. But you know the hypothesis that Somali guys are tall and skinny because the Arabs left us their camels to walk and stretch out our legs but didn't give us any food? I feel like that could be real. Like, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Just keep walking and walking, and your legs will get longer? Just stretch out, yeah. But why is everyone so short? Who's short? I don't know short Somalis. I don't know what Somalis you're talking about. Okay, then. (laughs) Okay, um... I don't think this one is really long. There's more. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to another one. Okay, I think this question was asked because a mukhair went on a rant talking about wara'anab um, on our timeline once. Um, so a person asked, "Is wara'anab Lebanese food?" Some online sources even say they're originally Greek. Also, have you tried kanafa yet? Is it any good? Besides wara'anab and kanafa, what other food should I try out? Um, wara'anab is phenomenal. Okay, listen, can I just say? That waraq anab for me is so gross. It's so disgusting. Just please stop. Listen, stop. Stop. <clears throat> listen. Listen. I feel like the people who like horchana like fermented food, and if you don't like fermented food, you will not like horchana. Like that's my theory. And waraq anab is. What do you mean fermented? You mean because it's danan? Because it's, it's like um. It's like sour. It's literally pickled. Is it not pickled? The. Freaking, it's not pickled. What are you talking about? Aren't the leaves pickled? Like aren't they put in vinegar? Okay, the leaves are um I don't think they're they, they don't taste like they're pickled, but obviously they are. They come from a can a lot of the times in it. They're not really fresh. But That's all I'm saying. What you're what you taste, wait wait, what you taste isn't like the actual vine leaves. The vine leaves is just the packaging. So anyways, people who don't know what ananab is um vine um grape leaves stuffed with um like rice, seasoned rice, and it's usually like mediterranean levant region that makes this so like um you know turkish shami like turkish syrian lebanese palestinian apparently greek and like jordanians uh, and jordanians as well and whatnot um but yeah it's it's a phenomenal um food it's usually an appetizer it's really yummy um it's a it's a it's very savory lots of lemon juice in it I think it's phenomenal. I'm sorry you feel this way, Dahil. You're really losing uh, that in life. Technically, you and, you and al Khair are one vote because you're siblings. That's no, I'm going to say. No, no. It doesn't work that way. We're
1: each your own individual people. So, you know what? I'm going to try. Uh, it's, it's called Warak an- Anab, right? Yes. You've never had it before? I'm going to try it. No, I've never had it before. You're,
0: you're, you're not realizing that you grew up in the Middle East where people used to bring it every potluck. That's literally what they used to bring. That's, that's um, what I'm saying. Do you so, know what the I, best I, one is? Like the best Anab ish food Is the Iraqi version of it Dolma I'm salivating thinking about it My friend, her mom used to make it for us Anytime we like had like a barbecue Or like we went to the beach or whatever And like it's specifically the one That you wrap in onion skin I think you like this one Because it's not pickled Like you actually like make it yourself Like you boil the onions and whatnot And it's like you have the 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 salty and the savoriness and like the it's a no from me dog you don't like onions oh you're just immature i'm not <laughs> even gonna talk to you
1: um, <laughs> you know
0: what i do like you try it and let us know
1: yeah yeah so i'll be the unbiased opinion i'll go try it and then i'll come back try
0: all three. First of all try all three try the one that's wrapped in um the vine leaves try the one wrapped in cabbage and try the one wrapped in onion
1: gotcha amazing which is your favorite though
0: my favorite is the onion
1: one okay so I'll I'll try I'll try each one and then I'll get back to you guys.
0: Yeah. And kanafeh is amazing guys. I personally don't like kanafeh. I love kanafeh. I don't love like kanafeh.
1: I love it. Kanafeh yeah. is good.
0: It's cuz it's like, it. like straight it's straight up a dessert. No, it's cheese and like the sweet. What's on top? Sugar syrup?
1: Sugar syrup, yeah.
0: But it's so good. The texture on point. The flavor is on point. Everything on point. <laughs>
1: Just make sure you have it when it's hot because that's when it's the best.
0: You know, you guys, I'm getting nostalgia right now because we used to get our canafa from... You know, remember Hafsa, those Lebanese shops that were mm-hmm. I think they were called something sham or I don't know if it was a dunya sham. sham I don't know if it was I think dunya sham was syrian there was another lebanese store that was in our neighborhood I forgot its name but it was so huge and they had these huge kanafa dishes and like the stuff I took for granted <laughs> it was so, mm. it was cheap and it was so accessible and it was amazing I but the best kanafa was palestinian fam I'm sorry I know that palestinians like one thing we used to always have I, I can't remember this in university it was they would always bring tabula like palestinian oh tabula. yeah yeah but I prefer, I prefer fatush to, to uh, tabbouleh. These are both salads, by the way, people who are listening, um, if you don't know, tabbouleh is like a type of salad where they cut, where they, it's kind of like everything is minced or cut up really tiny and it's like onions, parsley, um, what is that, what do they call it? Um, what is that in English? ladyfingers I don't even know it's just a lot of things it's called uh, and it's minced up really tiny and like a lot of lemon juice and olive oil it's really good and fatouche is like a regular salad with um dried so they basically take um pita bread and they they cut it up into like squares small squares like about an inch yeah. um an inch squared and then they toast it in the oven toss it on top and then you put a pomegranate syrup Out of with croutons. pomegranates Oof, so good so good that one is my favorite salad um, other foods from the, that area that would be an, amazing for you to try out. Any type of fata'ir. bomb.com. Yes, love that shit. And if you're gonna get minaish, please get meat and cheese combo. Yeah. I honestly, I like, um, if you guys ever come upon this thing, this fata'ir called khashkavan, basically they use this cheese called khashkavan cheese. Kashkaval, it's kashkaval in English and it's basically goat cheese. Yeah, khashkavan in Arabic and it's like a calzone where they just put the pita, like, it's not even pita, it's literally dough, and they basically sandwich it, and it's so bomb. Oh my god. That
1: sounds so. That sounds really good.
0: Just go to any Lebanese or Syrian bakery, okay, and get one of everything, two of everything, three of everything. <laughs> okay, <and> relax. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. Voila, you choose one, and you end up getting, like, five pitas. Uh, I know we in, in Canada, we have pita bake, but, like, if you can get a local store, like, that's actually, that do normal, like, not, like, um, commercial food... So bomb. Mm-hmm. Because they do it in an oven. It's so good. The classics. Classics are za'atar and cheese and just plain cheese. Or lebna. No, no. It's uh, Za'atar with lebna is the best classic. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's what we recommend from the sham. Pretty long episode talking about self-care, seasonal depression, and our favorite little food, Um, you know, Palestinian, Syrian, shami foods. Check them out. And if you want to find out more amazing, cool food in the Toronto GTA area... Abdullahi's social media is uh, the place to go.
1: I actually run a food blog uh, right now. Uh, It's me reviewing restaurants in the city of Toronto slash the Toronto area. It's called Munching with Sab, And basically what I do is I give a detailed review and pretty much um, what we were discussing, especially today, I will be reviewing them. I will be tagging up one and you guys will get my answer on If uh, Hafsa is being biased or not, or if Isteh was right to begin with. I don't understand
0: how it could be a bias, but continue.
1: It's a bias, because clearly...
0: If you like the food, doesn't mean it's the best. I'm just saying. It is. It is. Anyways.
1: But yeah, um, check me out on Munching with on Instagram, and inshallah, see you next time. And you're on TikTok too, bud. Oh yeah, I'm actually on TikTok. Okay. This boy. I also... i'm I'm pretty fairly new on tiktok but i also do tiktok reviews so like for the reviews of uh i'd say the restaurants i do like the visual experience of it so i actually show you how the process is like you know like how it looks inside the restaurant how the food looks and I, i give you like a little sneak peek of what i do actually when it comes to reviewing versus what i originally used to do just post to instagram and then post the picture and then just do the review. So TikTok gives you a little more insights and hopefully soon I'll be starting some cooking and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, uh, follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok.
0: And um, we'll definitely be putting all of Abdullahi's details in the description below if you want to get the spellings for anything. So check that out. And as always, if you have any questions or any points that you'd like to add to our discussion today or you want to toss in your two cents, Feel free to email us at abwanchronicles at gmail.com, DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast, or send us a Curious Cat question, um, curiouscat.me forward slash podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Bye.